Ag State of Mind, episode 77. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. This episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows, and today on the show, I am welcoming back Susan Harris. Susan is an extension educator with the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. She specializes in rural health, wellness, and safety. Susan was actually a guest on, I believe it was episode number four of the podcast, where at the end of that episode, we talked a little bit about the importance of sleep, and she dove in today to really deep into what sleep means to her and why she's so passionate about it and how sleep should no longer be seen as a luxury but instead as a necessity. One edit she wants me to, wanted me to make, um, she around five minutes into the interview, she said that sleep is an umbrella that controls a number of health conditions. She actually misspoke and she talked to me later and wanted to make sure I made her correction in this. What she intended to say is that sleep can protect against these negative health consequences. Susan is an incredible woman and I am so thankful for her longtime support of the podcast. Like I said, she was there almost at the very beginning and we talk a little bit today. She was the first person I recorded a podcast episode with who I had never met before. So uh, Susan's really special to me. Her podcast, her the original podcast, episode four, has meant as much to me as in changing and thinking about my habits and my sleep habits as anything else has uh, through the, this whole podcast. So very thankful for her. Uh, before you listen to the episode, I would like for you to go leave us a review on iTunes. Again, iTunes reviews get us out in front of more people, so please go out there, leave us a review, really appreciate it. All right, my podcast with Susan Harris is right now. Susan, welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. Welcome back, I should say, to the Ag State of Mind podcast. Thanks for coming on yes. tonight. Thank you. I'm honored. Yeah. So for those who may be new to the podcast, Susan was episode four and she was there at like the very beginning of the podcast back when I knew even less about what I do, <laughs> what I'm doing than I do now. So she's been very supportive, very gracious with her time. And um, I'm just honored to have her back. It is great to be here. And you were great then as well. Jason. It, you know, I, that was at the point and you were you were the first person I talked to who I had not met before. And that was, you know, that was, I surprisingly, I was very nervous for the time you and I talked for that reason. And, and I honestly, and I'll even have to say it myself, it went better than I expected. So <laughs> it did. I thought it just flowed perfectly. Well, you were a great guest and that, that helps too. So if, if for pe well, people to go check that one out, that's episode four that, I mean, way, way back in, in the early days of the podcast. So we closed that episode with something and I, and I, I tell people this, I, I enjoy all my guests. I take something away from every single guest, but that episode for me personally 
had a longest lasting impact or has had the longest lasting impact. And it's the one I think about the most because of the end. And when we talked about sleep and how sleep is so, we almost look at it as a luxury instead of a necessity sometimes. And there's, we're, we're doing a lot. We're starting to do a lot with mental health. We're starting to do a lot with physical health. Sleep health is something that, I feel like is almost, uh, and I said it the last time, is almost like the last frontier of health. And I, 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 and I don't know if I ever even asked you this, and so I, I want to start out with this. Why did it become so important for you? Because I had struggled with it like so many yeah. other people. Yeah. And it, I did study it a lot throughout my graduate degree. My major was health and human performance in gerontology, which is the study of aging. Mm -hmm. And as we age, our sleep (laughs) becomes more and more of a problem. And I was seeing that even at at my young age. So I I took a special interest in in looking at all the research and studying it. And then when I got this job with Nebraska Extension, because I had this interest in it and the knowledge of it, I started to teach it. And that's when I really started to see that, wow, people don't understand sleep. They don't understand the importance of it. It's not their top priority. Mm-hmm. And so my mission in life now is to get that to be a priority right up there with nutrition, physical activity, sleep should all be equal. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just reading up some stuff. I mean, if you think about it, you're supposed to, I mean, I probably don't, but you're supposed to spend about a third of your life in asleep in bed. I mean, Mm -hmm. so obviously it should be a huge priority, but we don't. And why, I mean, besides the obvious reasons, why don't we take it as serious? Because it isn't, uh, we aren't educated about what happens when we don't get sleep. For instance, Less than seven hours of sleep is associated with so many things that people wouldn't even take into consideration. Asthma, arthritis, cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, emphysema, heart disease, uh, migraine headaches. All the things that are killing America. Yes. And obesity. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Big time. Depression. You know, all of these things. And we don't associate sleep with our stress or with our illnesses, when really I think of it as this umbrella that is controlling all of those things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like the, it's, it's like the preparation or like the, almost probably like the defense against those things. I mean, exactly. you know, it's what can prevent all these things from happening. If we just, we, we think about rest in a lot of other ways, you know, you have an injury, you, tear a ligament in your knee, you're obviously going to rest that because you know it's not going to get better. So right. why do you not do that with your own, your entire body? Right. And, and we don't see the mental health part of it. We can see the physical injury on ourselves, but we don't see the fact that sleep is the only function of our body that allows those toxins in our brains to be cleaned out every night. And that it goes down into our muscles and our nerves and it repairs tissues and it does these things. We don't see that. So right. I think that's there's why no, it's, yeah, there's yeah. no, no, like 
mirror to look at, no evidence. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, other than what we might read about in a study or something like that from when people are actually stuck, you know, actually do these sleep studies and actually, which I've done those before for my own self. And, um, it's remarkable, the actual physiology of sleep. It, it is incredible. And especially associated with farming and ranching, which of course is an incredibly dangerous occupation as it is. And then you, you compound that danger with lack of sleep and what that does to our ability to make decisions, our, our klutziness, um, you know, we're just so much more vulnerable to everything bad when we don't get enough right, sleep. Right. So it's February 1st right now. And so for people who are, I mean, probably in a lot of parts of the country, cattle people are starting to calf. And that means that there's probably not going to be as much sleep. And then we're going to be up on planting soon. And then, you know, in the fall, it'll be harvest. All these times are associated with lack of sleep. So a lot of people listening to this, they're going to, they're going to say, well, yeah, I mean, that's all great. You can talk about a lot of lack of sleep, but how can I actually put that into practice when I have got so much going on, when I have so much pulling me? And like you said, in occupations, farming and ranching, where, I mean, a lot of times, and, and especially your condition, that it's not something that you can really make a priority for a little while. Right. That is a tough one. And we are currently researching that that very thing. How much sleep are farmers getting during their slow times and how much are they getting during busy times? And we're going to use that information to help guide us and help us educate. But in terms of what we can say to those who are pulling these ridiculously uh, short sleep times and getting up and then working and then going back to bed for another short sleep time, do the best that you can do. Um, I have some sleep tips that, that are usable for normal times that I can tell you the link to here in a little bit, but some of those could be usable during those busy times. For instance, you'll notice we're recording this right now at 6.30 p.m. in my house. You'll notice it's dark in here. I have one little right. lamp on over there because I'm trying to tell my brain that nighttime is for sleep. And that's what helps. Light and temperature are two main things. So maybe um, when they get up in the middle of the night, they aren't turning everything on super bright. They're, you know, they're, they can get along with what light they have. And then when they go back to bed, maybe that melatonin can, can still be <laughs> trying to get a little bit. Right, right. Just little tips like that, little things that they can do. And of course, naps later in the day, um, whenever they can get them. There's not a whole lot you can do to recover sleep that you've lost. It's not like a bank account that you can dip into, take some away, and then put it back in later. It just doesn't happen that way, unfortunately. Once it's lost, it's gone. And studies have shown that every night that you miss an hour of sleep adds up to a sleep debt that's equal to not sleeping a whole night after a week. And, and your, your mind is just, you can't be the same after that. Right, right. So I think the, I mean, there's no actually easy solution. And, you know, medications, 
on both the wake up and the the sleeping side, they don't really mimic what's really supposed to happen. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. not the answer either, and even though it might feel like it is. I, the only que- the only answer that I can really come up with is do the best you can and then mm-hmm. make sure when there are times when, because there are, there are off seasons, there are times when it's not as busy. Make sure you get that sleep then. Make sure you make sleep a priority then. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it, maybe it won't be as detrimental when you can't get enough sleep. I mean, that's not a perfect answer, but I mean, it's better than no answer. I think it's, it's better than making it a habit, a habit for your entire life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sleep. Yeah. But, but it's true. Unfortunately, you, you just can't make up what you miss. I know people, yeah. a lot of people say I'm going to sleep in on the weekend uh, because I didn't sleep well. Well, that's great. It may make you, might make you feel a little bit better, but in terms of internally with the, the functions that sleep was supposed to do on those nights when you didn't get the sleep, it just didn't totally get done. So that's why if there's any way to, I don't even know, delegate someone else to take every other shift and just give you some longer spans of sleeping, anything you can do to, to get sleep in is highly recommended. And and you bring up another really interesting point that I think is, and I know that that's something that's really helped me in my journey and I don't want to say battle, but sometimes it is a battle is to get on some sort of routine. Now, mm-hmm. when I grew up, you know, we were talking before we started recording, I was the baby, the family, I did whatever I want. I went to sleep whenever I want. I mean, I had no structure as far as a, as a time routine, because, you know, my parents were older and I was the only child. And at that time, you know, I have all my brothers and sisters were grown out of the house. So like, I, I didn't understand what that meant, but I really un- started to get an understanding of what the structure around sleep meant when my wife had our twins, 10, what are they, 10 years old, 10 years ago. And understanding like getting on a schedule then and schedule was almost like a dirty word to me I I didn't want that in my life I didn't feel I didn't want that like uh restriction in my life but then once I understood like it's when you put yourself on a schedule uh, sleep or otherwise Mm -hmm. it it actually gives you more freedom because you can start to fit the things in in certain parts of the day and make sure you get the big things in and then be able to fit the little things in. And, uh, you know, so I think that's a, I think you made, you made a good point. Like, oh no, I'll just sleep in the weekend. No, that's not really very helpful. You should try to keep the same sort of routine as often as possible, Yes, you know, and- as stringent as possible. As I've, as I've said before, the number one sleep tip, when I interviewed I don't even remember how many experts I have interviewed about this topic because I I wanted I wanted to understand it so that I could educate about it. But when I interviewed all of them and I would ask them, what's the number one tip that I can give my audiences? And every single one of them without hesitation said, wake up at the same time every morning, which most people don't consider. You know, we're all these years we're taught we've we're taught go to bed at the same time. You have a bedtime, and nobody ever talks about awake time. Have you ever heard that? I hadn't. <laughs> so yeah, no. and so it's interesting to know that that is really what we should strive for: is that 
that same wake time every morning. And if you're not sleepy the night before, don't go to bed and think those thoughts and keep yourself awake and kick yourself because you can't go to sleep. Just wait till you're sleepy and go to bed and get up at the same time the next morning. And like you said, that creates that routine that creates that circadian rhythm that is as it should be and not messed up every day because you don't have a schedule. And it really does help regulate your body in general. Yeah, I mean, I can note, I notice such a difference you know, now that I have a set, like you say, not only bedtime, but set wake time as well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it makes me much more functional. Again, I probably, I probably don't quite get the seven hours that I should, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm at six and a half. That's where I'm at. And it's, it's, it makes a difference to make sure you're doing things as close to the same time as possible every day. You know, we used to stay up till 10 o'clock at night. Now we go to bed at somewhere around nine, you know, I mean, usually. And yeah, yeah you're making an effort. That's very cool. We're making, yeah. And we're, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard when you have four kids and who are all now starting to play sports. Then we have a farm, not to mention I work 40 hours a week as a pharmacist. And then now we started a new business mm -hmm. and, you know, I've got this podcast that I run, you know, it's not easy to fit all those things in, but there's a, and I shared this on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago and it was a, there's a quote by, or a, like a, a story by Stephen Covey. Uh, where he talks about making sure you fit the big rocks in mm -hmm. first. I'm sure you're probably aware of that story. And, you know, the only way to make sure you fit the big rocks in is to get them in first and yep. sleep please has make, to be one of those. Yes, please make that it has to boulder. be one of those big rocks. <laughs> yeah, that's a boulder, right? It's a huge one. I mean, because it is, it is the one thing besides, not even besides work. I mean, it's more mm -hmm. so than work because work changes and, you know, we don't work our entire lives. Mm -hmm. so we sleep every single day and should about the same amount of time sleep right. that same time every day. And it has to be, it has to, it has, has to, to happen. Right? And, and if all those things that I mentioned aren't convincing enough with the, the headaches and cancer and depression and obesity and all those things that, that are caused by sleep deprivation, this is one that, that usually gets people. Sleep is the number one way to have healthy aging. You know, if, if there's one thing you can do in your life to, to make yourself not seem as old as you really are, it is sleep. And that is a proven yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, let me think about it. You look at somebody... And where does, where's the first place you, I always notice aging? It's in the eyes, right? It's in the eyes. It's in the, mm -hmm. um, you know, I say that I, I, I'm start, I can really start to notice the wrinkles in my eyes now, but, but that's where you notice aging at and, you know, physically and whenever they don't sleep, people don't sleep at night or sleep enough. You can see it in their eyes and that, I think that eyes. eventually spreads to the rest of our body. Yeah. There, there's just so much to be said for aging and, and sleep. Like I, and again, there are so many layers. I mean, we could, we could talk here forever. We could talk for eight hours tonight and not even scratch the surface of all the things sleep affects or makes better or, or lack of sleep makes worse. You know, I mean, it's a, mm -hmm. uh, it's a, it's a huge topic that I feel like needs to be 
people need to address it because it's, it is, it's something that is absolutely swept under the rug. It is. And, and to that, I say, I know that a lot of people say to me, yes, you can talk to me all day about sleep deprivation and what it does to me, but I can't sleep. How can I get some sleep? And to that, I say, I have this, this list of 30 tips and tricks that I have collected. It's, it's at go.unl.edu backslash sleep tips, all one word. And you can access that online. And what it is, a lot of those have to do with things that you are doing throughout your day. Something that maybe we don't consider is that a lot of things that we're doing throughout our day affect how we sleep. And they're just really simple things. It would be easy to, for me to turn down these lights in the evening rather than have all the lights bright. It would be easy for me to open up my curtains in the morning or have my phototherapy light here as I eat breakfast so that I'm getting that light immediately in the morning. So many things that we could just make these little tweaks in our lives that could help us sleep better that maybe people aren't aware of. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they have to do them though. And they are simple, but they don't, mm -hmm. they're things that we don't think about and they're little things. But when you add up all these little things, my, one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits. Have you, have you read it? Have you heard of it? I know that it? book, no. It's, a, it's an incredible book and I, I, I reference it in a lot of podcasts because it's so applicable to making ourselves better. And it talks about 1% changes. You make a one, atomic, the word atomic meaning at the smallest level, right? So, and he talks about 1% uh, change every day. So maybe you don't do all that right away and do all these tricks that you talk about and you reference uh, right away, but maybe you do one today mm -hmm. and then you keep doing that one tomorrow, but add something else and add something, you know, pretty soon you've got 30 things like you've talked about that you're doing and yeah, it's just your way it of life. and it can only help, right? Sure. I mean, all, doing all these things can only help. And we will, we'll link that in the show notes and we did the, for the last episode, but we'll make sure it gets linked here too, for the people who are hearing you for the first time. Because they are, they're very simple, easy things, but uh, things that I think just honestly kind of get taken for granted. Yeah, sure. And things that you, you don't even know about. One of my favorite ones, hey, maybe your wife uses this in yoga. I don't know. I learned it in yoga. But one of my favorite ones is during that time when you're doing the body inventory relaxation process, starting at your forehead and relaxing things as you go down, is that tongue. You know, the tongue is usually pushing up at the roof of your mouth. Yep. And it's amazing how when you're lying in bed and you just open your mouth, relax your jaw, put that tongue down there, close your mouth again, you feel so much more relaxed. Yes. Such a simple yes. thing. So simple. But again, it's like, and I could even feel myself like doing it now. It yeah. seems like the the natural thing is to to flex that tongue, right. but just relax it, relax it. And, you, and I do like if I can relax it right now, I feel like I can feel like the tension totally go out of my throat. Sure. And, you know, that that's just starting, you know, going all the way down mm -hmm. after that. And uh, so do tell me, I, I, I even wrote this down because you told me and we talk about yoga because you are a practicing yogi. And obviously people of this podcast know that's something huge to my family and that we have a business how can that help sleep 
I mean, we're if we oh. can go, you know, again, we can go in a thousand different directions. But since we're since we're both uh, interested in that, I think it's a good thing to cover. Yet another thing that is underestimated by so many people, or they don't understand what yoga is. A lot of people think that yoga is sitting cross-legged, humming, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and, right. and it's not. Yoga is so much about stretching. Anytime you're stretching those muscles, you're you're pumping oxygen to your brain, and you're, you know, you're you're doing good things for your body that will help you to sleep and exercise in general. It, yoga it challenges a person. It it works oh, those gosh. muscles, and it and it helps with your bones because it's doing that. Uh, what's this? That resistance on your bones to help. Right. Right. Yeah. Bones. And so exercise is an important thing to help you sleep, because if you don't do anything all day, you can't expect your body to be tired at night. So just a session of yoga could be enough to help you sleep so much better for your mind. It helps relax your mind and and take away your pressures of the day and get rid of some stress in your life that might be keeping you up at night. There's just so many benefits to yoga. I just love it. The only the like the thing I compare yoga to the most in the and how it clears my mind is being around a horse. Like I I've always said that there's nothing in the world that clears my mind like being on a horse or being around a horse until I started doing yoga. And we I go to a class every Thursday night that Carrie teaches, and I can totally leave everything. I mean I. A hundred percent. I mean, living proof of this was last week. I was in the worst mood probably imaginable. We had a flat on our, on one of our machines. We were, we had a whole pallet of feed. I had to get off my truck. I couldn't get it off the truck. The, you know, just normal farm things, but you know, Mm -hmm. it just all compounded stress. And I was, I was mad. I was just mad. And, you know, I drove, I almost didn't go. I almost didn't go to class because I was so pissed off, but I went because I thought, you know, maybe that's what I need. And the feeling that I had when I left there, I mean, not to mention that it was a, it was an incredible workout, but like the burden that was lifted off of me from going to that yoga class and um, totally just leaving all those problems at, at the door, literally, I mean, just they're, they're gone. <laughs> and I come back and, you know, those problems are still there, but it was like... Well, it's not that big a deal now. Yeah, life has a little more clarity. And, and yeah. something we haven't mentioned yet is that social connection too. Just yeah, just exactly. seeing the same people that you do this exercise with every day is just, it's just so fun to connect with people. And that in itself is a stress reliever. Right, right. And what more crucial time than, uh, than right now right. when we need that. Things are so, I mean, you know, if you are listening to this down the road, hopefully yeah, <laughs> all hopefully. is good. All is, oh, oh yeah, hopefully all is good then. And uh, hopefully this podcast is still available then. You know, we're in the middle of, of, of the COVID pandemic and hopefully it's all, but you know, we're about a year into it and things are, things are tough. But, you know, we're very, I'm very thankful that we live in a place like rural America where we can get out and see people in a safe way. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I there's mean, plenty because of space around us. There's plenty of space. There is. And, you know, I didn't really plan to talk about this, but but I do. It's a it's a kind of a recurring theme through this year. 
is, you know, there is a lot of space here. There are people. We can go out and see people, you know, just a few at a time and still have plenty of room. And, you know, it's 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 a blessing. And I think we have to we have to always consider that, too, is um, we you know we don't want to make light of our problems, but we also want to see the things that are what are good in our lives. And living rule right now is pretty dang good. I would have to agree with that. I can't imagine being stuck in an apartment and afraid to go outside on the on the crowded streets. And yeah, it's it's beautiful to be out in a pasture. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I want to give you time. I want you to talk about when we planned on recording this podcast a couple of weeks ago, you had this event that you thought mm -hmm. you needed outreach for, for people to sign up for. Well, yes. it turns out that you had some pretty good response, which is an excellent problem to have. Yes. Um, but I still want to give you the time to talk about that. We meant you kind of touched on it briefly earlier. Yeah, sure. And you were so generous to write a letter that said, yes, you would support us in this research project and get the word out for us. And I really appreciate that. What this is, is a, is a research project on farmers and ranchers during their busy times and during their slow times. So like we talked about, when, when you're having your busy time, we're expecting their sleep hours to be very different than their, their slow times. And then we want to take that data because there, there is no quantitative data about this. We're, we're kind of pioneering something here. A lot of these studies that have been done have been self-reported. You know, they say, well, I slept four hours. Well, how do you know how much you really slept unless you have this machine on your wrist? Exactly. So right. these, these participants are going to be wearing this device for one week during slow time and one week during a, a busy time. And we're going to get some information from that. And and yes, I did have overwhelming uh, response just from a listserv and, and a radio announcement and telling my colleagues to let people know about it. So I have these people on the list who say they want to be participants, and I also have a backup list going. I don't know how many of those original people are going to actually follow through. So, you know, I, I'm still taking names for that backup list list if there are people listening to this who are really interested in being a part of the study sure i would happily take your name and and by gosh we might use you <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean and it's a great thing i mean it's you know because you're right do we really know how much we sleep I right mean, I, I mean we have a kind of an idea but you know not you know we don't necessarily i have a i have a garmin watch and it actually tracks my sleep. It tells me when I move in my sleep, which, you know, is kind of scary, I think, sometimes. Yeah. But, 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 but it's useful. It really is. It's useful. It can t I can tell when I've had good sleep. It actually tells me, you know, as far as, you know, it's mostly a running watch, but, it, you know, it does that sort of things too. And it tells me so many things like about my uh, body battery and what my, like, how much rest not only am I getting, but how much rest I need. And I, I find that, I mean, it's I, it's not an exact science, obviously, but it still it gives me a good idea or, or a general idea of of where I'm at and where I need to be, and I I find that really useful. I'm I'm glad you find it useful, and I I love looking at my sleep as well because I have learned to find it useful. My fear is that some people use it to beat themselves up because they haven't slept enough, and then so mm -hmm. so then mm -hmm. they're cursing at themselves and they're 
freaking out more and they're stressed when they're lying in bed and they can't fall asleep instead of just being able to relax and let it go. You know, I've seen both ways. It, it is. And it's real. And, you know, I suffered a lot of that early in my life when I was in college. I mean, I, I had awful sleep patterns, mm -hmm. sleep schedule when I was in college, uh, mostly due to stress um, from, from college and how difficult. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of problems with sleep now that I'm out of college, thankfully. But, uh, you know, that it, that's real. Like, you, that's, that side of it is real, too, is being, your, you know, you can't beat yourself up over lack of sleep because that's does zero good. <laughs> right, right. So I, I guess I, I want to warn people, only use it for good. Use the force for good because... <laughs> right, right, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it, you don't want to make it something negative in your life. Right, right. Well, Susan, as, as we say, it's, uh, I mean, it's getting closer to bedtime, so <laughs> we probably want to wrap this up to make sure we're staying uh, where we're supposed to be in that. But uh, how do people reach out to you? And oh, actually, before I, before that, is there anything that we should have talked about that we did not? I think we covered quite a bit. I'm, I'm it's, happy it's with It's amazing that. when you have a second second go yeah how, you know how much more in depth and stuff you could get coverage so right and like but, you said but, we could talk about this for eight hours because oh, there is yeah. so much going on with with this right, issue right. but i appreciate this is. time and yeah and yes you're going to have my sleep tips link there so hopefully that mm -hmm. will help people and if people are interested in this study and signing up on that backup list they can email me is probably the best way okay and that's at susan s-u-s-a-n dot harris h-a-r-r-i-s at u-n-l dot e-d-u perfect perfect and we'll link all of that in the the episode notes whenever this comes available in a couple of weeks so perfect Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure to have you back again. We talked in the beginning. Um, you were you were there at the very beginning of the for this podcast, and uh, you know you've been a great supporter of mine. And uh, I'm very thankful that you and I have connected. And you know, whenever real life comes back to normal, whatever normal may be, maybe we can meet up at an ag event somewhere down the road. That would be fabulous. Hey, I hear you're going to be a speaker at an ag event. So that's pretty cool. Which, yeah. Which, which one? one? Several? A, that's I, awesome. I have a couple. Yeah, which is cool. Like, you know, when I was, I had some really good momentum going into COVID, like when, I, and then COVID hit and then mm. it was, it was all gone, just like so many people. Um, luckily, I don't, never did depend on that for any sort of income or anything. But, you know, again, it was it written. Nevertheless, it was frustrating. But mm -hmm. now things people are starting to get, especially virtual things, getting them more in tune. So, yeah, I'm 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 at a few of them now. And it's uh, that's it's cool, cool because getting, bigger and bigger. Getting, getting the message out there. And that's what's important. Right. More yeah. people talking about this sort of stuff. You know, I feel like sleep goes hand in hand with mental health uh, because that is, I mean, it's essential for it, right? I mean, you talked about lack of sleep leads to anxiety, depression, all these bad things, all these things that uh, can can be prevented through more sleep. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful time to talk about this. I agree. And I sure appreciate you helping to spread that word. Yeah. I, I love to do it. I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to do it. So, all right. Well, you have a great night. Thank you. You too, Jason. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. 
We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.